So I am setting the table here. Uh, who's ready for the big day? Kind of worked out, Lord. Thanks for letting this team and Kansas City also uh, be in the Super Bowl on this on this day, where I get to preach and every once in a while just show a little bit about me and some of the things I like. Right? Grew up in uh, California, and so you, you gotta you gotta follow a team out that way. And this is just kind of a, a, a fun thing. And I was in a Bible study uh, just today, and and we were asking the question. Um, when we pray to the Lord about our team winning a game, how does he answer that? Because both teams are praying, right? I don't much think the Lord cares about who's in the game. They just want to see Christian conduct, and, and, and that's what I was able to share with the Bible study. And actually, this is one of those uh, Super Bowls where, to me, as, as much as I'm glad that the Niners are there, I'm also glad Kansas City is there also, and it's just, I'm just praying that it's going to be a good game. But who here is doing a little Super Bowl get-together? Man, I was, I forget I'm in the Midwest where college ball is more important than pro ball. Anyway, I, I'm going to have a little get-together. And when you have a get-together, it's, whether it's the big game or you're going to invite people into your, your setting, what do, you, what do you need to make it just a little bit more fun? I heard some of you about beverages. Don't you worry. I, I brought some beverages along. <clears throat> but it is a family environment, so I didn't want to say some of those other glass bottle beverages that we will imbibe of. Um, I need some chips, I need some salsa, maybe some cheese and, and crackers, anything that's just going get to get you ready. And you're going to have this great big spread of food, and, and wherever there's food, they're going to come, and it's just a, a great way to have a, a celebration, right? So what are some of your favorite game day foods? Wings. Got to have, gotta have chicken wings. I couldn't bring those. Sorry. Sorry, folks. You don't want to have any of this anyways. It'll gum up your instruments. So, Pizza. Anything else? Boys and girls, what are some of your favorite foods whenever there's a party? All right, moms and dads, are you hearing this? Because I'm not, and I'm hearing things like cake and, and those kind of things and uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. It's just, it's just fun, right, just to get together and, and have food and a little bit of fellowship and just to let your hair down if you have hair and, and just to be able to just, just to have a good time and, and just it's good to have you here. here. Uh, we want to fill the table. We want to be able to just kind of hang out, and I'm turning my back to you all, so I'm going to come this way. We want to just be able to hang out and have a good time, right? But who, who do you invite? Do you invite only the people that support your team? What fun is that, right? You all know that if you're a Michigan, Michigan State fan, it's a lot more fun if you have both of each other at it during the Michigan, Michigan State game. Who do you invite? You invite family. You invite friends, right? Would you uh, just open up your car door and, and uh, drive down the street or roll down your window and say, hey, we're going to have a, a Super Bowl party in my house. You want to come in to a per perfect stranger? Probably not. Why? Because we have no clue, clue of who we are inviting in, right? We, we don't want to feel safe or, or uncomfortable. Um, but boy, what if, what if it was just going to be an opportunity to invite someone in that doesn't have a family or 
just really needs to know that they belong somewhere. Uh, and that's what we get to do as, as a Christian church. It's, it's more than just having uh, a time of food, folks, and fun. Boys and girls, if you do get a chance to watch the uh, Super Bowl today, you might see something that looks like this on the screen. So for those of you in wind ensemble, boys and girls, what is this verse? John 3.16, that you might see someone on the stands holding the... So as you're watching football today, look for this. What is the John 3.16 verse? Boys and girls, that means young and old. What is it? For God so loved the world... Yeah, that's the message. That's the message that we as a Christian community get to communicate to people. That God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So boys and girls, when you're watching football uh, today, maybe look for this sign. And when you see either a JN in 316 or John 316, you'll, you'll be reminded that, yeah, God did come and, and, he, and he loves us so much. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, and, and, and Jesus has a, a table that he wants us all to be at. And, and he sets the table, and, and while I'm getting that table ready, I'm going to encourage you to read some verses about how he set the table for us. And so I'm going to ask our, our media folks as we go through these next three verses um, to kind of change the slide because I don't have my clicker. But if, the, if you'd put up the Isaiah 53 passage for me, and then together as a community of believers, uh, if you would read these words loud enough so that they can hear you in the media booth, all right? So together... Surely, and we keep going on the next slide. And next slide. Folks, Jesus set a table for you and for me to be in eternity. And he cares, and he, and he, and he wants to know who's going to join him at that table. And it's not just a little bar table. But did you hear in the scriptures that Isaiah 53 passage that we just read? And, and then if you think about the Isaiah 55 passage that we heard Miss Mueller read earlier, come if you're thirsty. Come and, and enjoy this meal without cost, without, without price, without, if you have no money, come and be a part of this. And, and look at what it, it cost our Lord as he set the table for us, right? Nails that hit his hands and his feet, a crown of thorns for the king of kings that they jammed into his head, and, and a wooden tree or a wooden cross that he hung on. And that's how he set the table for you and for me. And just think about that. He set the table that way for us. He wants us to have a seat at his table. You see, in, in God's kingdom, he doesn't want any empty seats.
Who's going to be there? Sitting alongside Jesus that hasn't been invited. He said it all out. He's done all the hard work. He's, he's said, I came that you would have a, a relationship with me. And in God's kingdom, there isn't, it's sad if there's going to be empty seats. Who do we invite? And how do we invite? How do we go about it? Have you ever had a conversation that, that uh, hey, would you consider coming and checking things out at church? Who here has ever done that? Church, that's what we get to do. Because let me, let me show you, let me, let, me, let, me, let me say this. This empty seat or stool is someone's kid, someone's aunt, someone's uncle, someone's dad, someone's mom, and they may not have had a, a chance to hear, they may not have had a chance to hear about Jesus, or they've heard about Jesus so much, and the way we live our life as sinful human beings, uh, we betray the, the idea that God even matters in our life. God wants us to, to invite because of what he's done. He, he's did all the hard work. He says, I've already prepared the table. And that's what we, we see in the gospel lesson today, where God had this wedding feast that he wanted to have the, the folks have for his son. All of his kids and the, and the community come and, and just be a part of this thing that I've done for you. And as, as you come, celebrate. And in the gospel lesson, the people that knew the king and, and knew what he was all about and knew his his way of working. They didn't want to come. They didn't want to come. And so he sent a, a word of judgment on those that didn't come. And then he went out and he said, servants, I want you to go out and just gather people that will come. I don't care if they're bad people or good people. Just bring them in. Let's fill this place. Let's not judge them for what they've done. Let's just bring it and just have a great celebration. The party's ready. The food is prepared. And the table is set. And look at what's there. The gift of life. Wholeness. Holiness, peace, forgiveness. That's the, the meal that God wants us to have. He wants all of us to be able to live in that. And he, and he went to great lengths to do that. He scoured the earth. He came down. He just, he, he, was, he was noticing that we were in this mess of sin. And he reaches down and he helps us. No, he didn't just reach down. He jumps down and he helped us out. And he saves us. And he scoops us up and he throws us up into this area of safety. And what do we do as a church once we get saved, once we know and have a relationship with Jesus? We sit back, enjoy our beverages, enjoy our church services. And that's it. And there's still an empty chair. Folks, Jesus came and he, and he invited us, and, and he's saying, don't, don't, don't just be in this sin of silence. A sin where, you, where, where we're saying, Lord, you've given me everything I need. I, I've got my snack. I've got my wholeness. I've got my forgiveness. I've got everything I need. I'm good. There is a world out there that desperately needs to know, and we as Christians get to live intentionally. We get to live invitationally 
in, in, in a way that says you matter. It's important that you're here. That's why I'm glad we're doing something like we're doing today with Early Childhood Roundup, and we're saying, hey, listen, folks, we've got something special here, not just a, a community where you're going to get a great education, but no, you're also going to come and know that you belong to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that laid down his life for you and your child, and they, that Lord wants them to have a relationship with him and grow up. And so thank you for coming. Thank you for checking things out and saying this is what you want to do. Thank you if you invited somebody into that. That's what we get to do as Christians because we cannot afford empty seats. There's, there's, we just don't want to have it because those empty seats are a soul or a life that our Lord laid down his life for and he's empowering us, he's in, inviting us to do it. But there's a way to do that. And, and, and have you ever been around, maybe you go down into a city, maybe like Detroit, and you see the guy on the street corner that, that has a sign that looks like this? Eh, let's get it in the light. All right, repent. You ever seen a guy do that? Show of hands. What's he doing? Repent or else! You, you repent. You, you repent. You, you repent. And, and what are you doing? And you're a Christian. We as, we as a community of believers, before we get that message out saying, you need to repent, you need to repent, you need to repent, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, we need to build a relationship. We get to build a relationship. All right? Then they will hear the message of repent. Think about this. You know how Jesus, when he was working with the disciples, there were some times where if I was a disciple, I'd be like, man, why am I following this guy? Just think about this. Like, so, so Jesus has a conversation with Peter, and Peter says, Lord, you, you, don't, you don't need to worry about going to the cross. And, and what's Jesus' response to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. Well, dang, you just called me the devil. I don't know if I want to hang out with you. And yet Peter followed him. Peter even laid down his life ultimately uh, because he believed in who he was. What was going on there? Jesus had a relationship with that disciple. And he was able to correct and, and teach and say, listen, there's a better way. But he fostered a relationship first. And that's what we get to do as we are being intentionally inviting. We get to say, hey, you matter. It's important that you're here. Just come check it out. Come do life. And then we as Christians get to live life intentionally on purpose for the Lord because he's done so much. He set the table for us. And we get to have wholeness. We get to have health. We get to have healing. Amen? I mean, isn't that motivational? I mean, when you consider what Jesus has done for us, isn't that just like, wow, Lord, thank you. Isn't it cool that we had 800 people standing up singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so? I mean, isn't it cool? All y'all are helpless. <laughs> yes, it's great that we did that. We have a God that's so inviting. He went to the lengths, of the, he, he scoured all of the earth so that we could have a relationship with him. And we, we, as he teaches our heart, get to live on purpose, live intentionally, inviting one another into a relationship, saying, hey, we're not perfect, but we have one who was and is and is to come. We're not perfect. We need a Savior. You need a Savior. We're, let's do this together. Amen. Can we do that, church?
No, I mean, seriously, you, you, you're going to get a chance to go out today beyond these walls in, a, in some craziness with the early childhood roundup stuff too, and you get to bring your patience, and you get to bring all this other stuff. You get to be invitational and just say, hey, it's good that you're here. And then we get to go out beyond these walls and, and say, man, I'm, I'm glad we get to do life together. Can you do that, church? In a way that says, I love you and Jesus loves you too. Amen? Amen. Let's be an invitational for our Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for setting the table for us. We thank you for your great invitation that we can come to you without cost. We can come to you and just feast on the gifts that you've given us, whether it's wholeness, whether it's health, whether it's healing and that ultimately is, Lord, when we're in your presence. Lord, you've given us life, you've given us salvation, and we just thank you for that invitation. Help us to be your community of believers that lives on purpose for you. Thank you for teaching our hearts. Thank you for the gift of love. Thank you for the gift of service. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness, and thank you also for your invitation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.